This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back to part two of Pinterest Power. And with me... Again, as she should be, is Heather Delacio, who is not only a Pinterest powerhouse and marketing expert, but she also reads, writes, and researches for her own own information and going forward. Her current interests have led her to work in social media marketing for authors with emphasis on the Pinterest platform. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, part one, Pinterest Power, Please do make sure that you pick this up because we went through, we're not going to repeat stats, why you should do it. Just trust me, you should. And that one of the things I did want to do, the, the lead in as we go forward, as, uh, as we get more into the nitty gritty of this is to refresh some of the, the data that actually has dramatically changed in the last year. For example, in the last year prior to 218, you didn't pin a whole bunch every day. If if you put up one, that was pretty good. Oh, how times have changed. And now you become far more aggressive because after all, behind Google, behind YouTube, Pinterest is the number three global search engine. And that's where you want to be. So with that, Heather, I'm going to throw it back to you and let you reiterate some of the, the hows in pinning and what they should be doing today. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much, and thank you again for having me. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to go back real quick and just rediscuss pins and pinning um, for the audience for this week because it's going to lead directly into the schedulers, which if you listened last week and you heard that 30 pins a day number, um, and you're <laughs> and gold. Yes, yeah, yeah. and gold. Or puckered or whatever it is that your body does when you get stressed out. Reach oh for the wine, God, maybe. Yes. Yeah, the schedulers <laughs> are, are where it's going to save you. Um, but we are going to, we're going to go back to the pins real quick and then we'll get to the schedulers and the salvation of, you know, your, your, uh, mm. platform, just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, way of working this. Um, okay. So, again, yes, 30 pins a day, a day. That is a goal that you can strive for. That You can put that as your 2020 goal. Um, by the end of 2020, um, you're going to have your boards set up. You're going to have um, them, them brand it for your, your, your website. And then you're going to get to the point where by the end of 2020, and again, this gives you a whole year, people, you can pin up to 30 pins a day. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to start by doing... We'll start really baby steps, one a day for those of you who are totally, this is brand new and, and overwhelming. But for those of you who maybe have been on the platform a little bit, maybe five times a day is a good, a good place for you to begin on a daily schedule. Um, 
and that's a that's a great place to start. I've had actually really good success with five a day. So you can you can see that you can start there, and you can find that it works well for you. Um, one of the ways to reach that, ideally, that five a day, one a day, or even up to thirty a day is going to be your personal pens, because the platform has evolved in such a way now that it's public, publicly traded. That is that you can promote yourself. Um, basically, I you know solely pr- promote your own. Um, product or service without being blacklisted, without having the algorithm, to, you know, discard you as as a spammer, because now they're they have a lot more. They want to promote businesses from within their platform. Um, with that in mind, if you are a person who has a very very niche product or service that you you're having a hard time imagining how you're going to come up with even five a day to promote yourself and to, to mm. put yourself into news feeds. Um, then you can use the old 80-20 brand or 80-20 rule where you pin other people's content that is relevant to your topics that you're promoting that are that are relevant to your brand, and you can use that older model to help give you um, a, a foundation to work from and to build from, and it's not going to hurt you. It's it's not going to be – it's better to do that than nothing, that's for sure. Um, and this is also a good way for people who find um, even one a day to be overwhelming to – See what other people who have a similar product or service as you, what they're doing to promote themselves, what you find appealing, um, and what other people are finding appealing. And that way it will help you when you do get to the point where you can use a service like Canva or some other, um, like, editing, graphic, design tool. Um, you can then know what to even begin as how to, to promote yourself and what kind of brand you think that you need to kind of, like, build into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm and I'm going to plug Canva real quick. There's a, certainly a free and fee uh, mm-hmm. version, but I, I'm going to encourage all of you to to learn it. It's very easy. You don't have to pay for it. Use the free, um, and yeah. it's a way to once you once you once you learn it, which you don't need a PhD. Trust me, um, mm-hmm. that once you learn it, that you can quickly whip up these babies. <laughs> I mean, whip them up. Um, mm-hmm. and put them together. So, all right, back to you, Heather. I just wanted to jump in and interject that. Yeah, and no, it's perfect, though, because a lot of people go and go, well, how do I even make this? Well, Canva is a free product. They have a paid version. I've used both. I find that um, depending on what you're doing, you may need the, the paid version, but I have found um, in the past and currently that the free version is exactly what I need, especially for the Pinterest platform, because I only need mm-hmm. to make one size of pin, and, and you can find all that information mm-hmm. Um Online, I will say that at this point in time, the square pins or the smaller um, rectangles, which would be like a 600 by 900 pixel, are what the platform prefers. They don't want those big, long, like bookmark-looking ones that what they call the giraffe pins. They will get cut off in the platform feed, and people will not see the bottom or top, and that's kind of a waste of your time and energy. Um, so when you're making pins, bear that in mind. And if it's later than, say, mid-2020, if it's later than uh, – when you're listening to this, you found this maybe later in the year, um, and it's like April or June of 2020, definitely go on the website. Find if their best practices have changed. They will tell you they have a, a fantastic Pinterest business help center. You can go in. You can put in your, your your search. You can ask what, you know, all different things, and they will give you all the baseline ideas that you need to make the platform work for you because that's what they want. They want it to work for you because if it works for you, it's working for them because it's working for their customers. So the um, business so, help center is a good resource for any updates, is what Heather's yeah. saying. 
Check it and out. And they yeah. always put new updates at the beginning of every new year. So in January 2020, there may be changes to what we're talking about now, but it will be in there, um, when, especially when it comes to just, like, basic things like the size of a pen to create, what they, um, what they consider their best practice with the number of hashtags or something, which we will also get to in mm-hmm. a few minutes. So focusing mm-hmm. once more briefly on pens before we move on to schedulers. Um, All right. You, you want your pen to appeal to your customer base and, to, again, to be easy to understand. You don't want to give away the whole cow. Give them a glass of milk, tease them, make them want more so that they click through to your website because that is your ultimate goal when you're promoting your product or service. You want them to end up at your website so that then they can be exploring everything that you offer, whether it's, again, a product, a service, or both. You don't want them just to pin your pin to their profile and then never use it again. You do want them to do that in the sense of pinning and saving, but you want them to do that with the intention of either sharing it with someone else, which is also possible, um, which is how one of the ways this is a social website um, or platform, but you want them to ultimately be clicking through to your platform and going to find out everything else that you have to offer for them. Um, let's mm-hmm. see here. So if you're using a platform like Canva to create your pins, I would recommend working in batches and create pins in large groups that are based on the same theme. This will make it easier for you. It will it will help your creative juices be stay focused on what you're the people that you're actually intending to um, market towards. So if you have if your product or service is um, type of thing that appeals to multiple demographics, then you want to work in groups and batches of creating your advertisements, which is basically what a pin is, so that they can um, it, it's appealing to that specific part of your audience. If you are just creating essentially the shotgun blast, we've discussed that briefly in the last um, hour of um, of of pens and advertisements, and you're trying to throw in a little bit of everything to appeal to a little bit to everybody, then it's going to basically appeal to no, no one because it's going to be a this overloaded plate of of products and services, and they're just going to turn away and move on to another pen that is clear and concise and easy to read and, and easy to understand. Because always bear in mind, people are probably on their mobile device, probably looking at it, for, you know, on a smaller thumbnail, and you want to just make something that is just that little, makes them just want to know a little bit more. And then they click on it, and they mm-hmm. open the description. And then they read the description that you've created, which will have your keywords. It will have a, a, a limited number of hashtags, three to four, that are relevant to the people you're promoting, or the people you're looking to market towards, and it will also be, um, like, on your brand, on your topic, and um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, and the keywords that so the algorithm can also be making sure that it's sending your pen to the people who are doing the search for it. So that's mm-hmm. a great place to keep all those things in mind while you're working on your batches of pens so that you are making sure you're marketing directly to the people who need what you are offering, who are looking for what you have. You know, and I and I have to, I don't want you, uh, you listeners to be spooked um, by when Heather says up to 30 a day. When I did my recent, last month I did the book Marketing Unplugged, and I was talking about creating posters um, and using Canva. That was one of the tools that we went through. That what our our Pinterest pro, one of our Pinterest really who was really using it participants. 
She she literally said, today I made 15 pins just in the last three hours because you were giving us points. Tip, 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 tip. Mm-hmm. I turned them all into pins and just bang and got them out. How cool is that? Literally. Yeah, and they have... And, and, and um, services like Canva have free templates, too. You just go in, you find uh-huh. something that looks Here like... Here we go. You know, let's take a break. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we'll go we'll come back to I, Yeah, we will come back. Here, we'll be right back. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out... You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so Pinterest is the power. This is part two. So again, I'm going to refer you back. Make sure you pick up 
part one because there is just a massive information you want to become uh, the Pinterest king or queen of your of your uh, neighborhood. Um, and when one of the things that Heather's been talking about, all the different types of pins, so you're going to become a mega pinner, but you don't have to, you know, go insane either. There is different variables, and one of them is that you can upload a video, but they need to be short. So, Heather, how short should they be? So when I talk to people about video um, when it comes to Pinterest, I recommend no more than 90 seconds. Because too long is wrong. People are going to scroll past it unless it's incredibly well produced. And maybe you are that person. You have that, you know, production, you know, capacity. Um, otherwise, if it's, if it's, uh, something on Animoto or YouTube, I would keep it to like the 90 second length. Um, even 45 seconds is, is fantastic depending on what mm-hmm. your topic mm-hmm. is. And, um, so you could do something like if you already have a YouTube channel or you're, you are interested in creating one, and you could do like a short snippet of something that you've already created for YouTube, take it off of YouTube and use it, um, especially if it's one caveat before we go any further. If you're using video, whatever you do, you better own it. Don't use someone else's copyrighted <laughs> material to try and promote yourself. Yeah. You will uh, not like the results for that one, and it will not get you nearly as far as you think it will. Mm-hmm. But moving well, on from there, assuming that you're using stuff you, you own, then yes, you could take snippets from YouTube. You can you can mm-hmm. um, put it up there and upload mm-hmm. it, um, or you could create something on Animoto, like a book trailer, as we were discussing um, you and I earlier, and you mm-hmm. could um, promote it that way as well. So let me let me do a tap on to Animoto. Animoto has a free and fee version, and that's A N I M animoto a-n-i-m-o-t-o dot com um, and, and you know what play with the free version which is up to 10 slides so you could make a little mini book teaser for example or maybe an expert expertise teaser or whatever you're doing um, here and that you could just create it and it, 10 slides is about 10 seconds but there are all kinds of features and gizmos and gadgets to make them flow in drop in slide across I mean really really sophisticated and that might be yeah. just a great yeah. way to have some fun and it is fun very quickly very quickly so mm-hmm. yeah we, right. i've seen some people do some cool things with animoto just with the free version and mm-hmm. and no one not necessarily being techie type just kind of playing around with it and you're like wow that's that's quite smooth and that that definitely is compelling me to want to know more about your book or your service so yep. i would say um, especially on on Pinterest, where a lot of the images that people are seeing are static, if a video comes through their feed, you are, just as a, because you're a human being, your eyes are drawn to movement. It's a, it's a lizard brain function to keep you safe from, you know, things that are going to eat you. But in this case, you can harness people's lizard brains to pay attention to your not dragon that's going to eat them, but instead is a book that is about <laughs> dragons that they might want to read. Okay. So uh, it, it, lots of tips there. Okay, so let's let's drop into um, we we want to spend a little bit more time. We've referred to keywords. You you have to use keywords, but the search works on Pinterest. So there's mm-hmm. visual. It's all visual, but there's my understanding there's there you've got the the regular old keyword, but there's also these autofill features that are now popping up. So can mm-hmm. you kind of elaborate on all those, Heather? Yeah. Um. How about, do you want to touch on schedules real quick because we just talked about pending and batches and I know people were freaked out about that. 
And uh, I want to <laughs> set their minds at ease. Yeah, let's set their minds at ease real quick. Yeah, all right. All right. Okay. We'll do that. So we were talking about pinning up to 30 pins a day. That is your 2020, end of 2020 goal. But for right now, you might be doing one to five a day. But you do want to do it daily, and you don't want to have to touch this platform every single day. You don't want to have to spend time because you have other things in your life. Um, you don't want to spend your time all day like going, oh, I have to like, you know, pin that one thing. I forgot to do that at 5 o'clock this morning. Okay, so you can use a scheduler where you may not only have to touch your Pinterest platform more than once a week or depending on how much you can create in a batch on Canva or another graphic design tool, um, you may be able to do a whole month at a time depending on just how, you know, how much you want to do and how, and how you work. Um, a scheduler allows you to pin, you know, to schedule pins in advance. That's the basic way that it works. There's many different free versions out there. There's some that are paid versions. And um, they there's there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. There's uh, names like Hootsuite and Tailwind, um, Recurpost, MurderQ. What's the other one that I – it just went through my head. If I think of it, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, but all you have to do is go on, again, Pinterest Business Help Center – any of their approved partners, whether it's a scheduler or some other version of something um, that you may need and you know, that I don't know about, um, you can go on there and it'll tell you all their approved partners, the people and the companies that they work with that they know that they've verified will work well with their platform and their algorithm and will not be a problem or not, you know, are not a hacker site or not a spam site. So if you find one on there that you like, Go with it. I would I would recommend shop around, um, see what is offered and what suits your needs. If you are only using Pinterest as your main platform, then there are um, schedulers that offer uh, exactly the number of pins you're going to need for a daily basis or a monthly basis, and are free. And if you need an upgraded version, you can pay to upgrade just to that particular thing. So um, before you commit. A lot of these places will give you a reduced rate if it is a paid version, um, if you pay for a year in advance. But you may get three months down the road and realize that you're not using half the features that you're paying for and you really don't want it anymore, but you paid for a year to, quote, unquote, save money. So I always recommend to people, play with something for a month, see if you like it. Maybe try another one simultaneously, especially if they're free. See which one works better for you, and then decide what you want to actually invest time and money into. Um, another thing to keep in mind is always go to YouTube if you don't know how to use a feature on Pinterest or a scheduler or Canva or anything else because there are so many different tutorials out there that can help you that will give you ideas and insights that you never even thought you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, so, and yeah. Heather, I'll also add on for people that because some of the challenges I find with YouTube is that when I've gone in to try to figure out how to do something, um, there are so many variables. Uh, mm-hmm. That come back at you, and and, and or whether they're pr- from different languages to whatever. That sometimes mm-hmm. they speak English, but you can't understand them. So another resource I always check out on anything that has a tech version to it is socialmediaexaminer.com. All right, socialmediaexaminer.com. Wonderful, wonderful high-end articles with step-by-step with videos as well as. Um, uh, you know, uh, images um, as you go through. So I'm going to highly recommend that to all of you. That's a new one to me, so I just wrote that down because I'm always looking for oh, love good it. resources. It's, it's yeah. excellent. And I, yeah, I love things my, that give me my, more insight. 
It's actually my number one that I go to now. So Okay, I'll bear that in mind then. Okay, good to know. All right. Okay, so I think that's about all I can talk about with schedulers unless I get into the details of each particular version, and I don't want to do that because they do change, and um, yeah. I also don't want to veer anyone towards one that I find useful, but another person might need different uh, capabilities. So just I'm going to reiterate, go to Pinterest Business Help, look for their approved partners, and scroll around. You can also just do a search, uh, you know, Pinterest schedulers, and then see which ones um, are useful and see if they they meet your needs and also are on the list of approved partners with Pinterest. So you don't end up blacklisted or have your account suspended until you, um, you know, you switch your scheduler or something like that. Um, but that's a way that you can schedule, you know, a week, two weeks, a month in advance, depending on what you pick and how you work, um, and, and a way to make sure that your most relevant content is being looped and, and kept, you know, in the stream of search for people to find, which leads us easily into search. Yeah, and, and this is, a scheduler is going to bring sanity to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just really trust yeah. me. I mean, you you can head down to Mexico and, you know, scoop down uh, Corona exactly. if that's what you want to do. And no one knows you're gone, which I think is always important and smart. So don't announce it on all of your Facebook. Someone well, may yeah, because you don't want the, anyone to, like, yeah. go and ransack your place at the same time. But uh, yeah. which, which can happen. But what, oh, it, what it can happen. do is you can get up, and it allows you, these schedulers allow you to cross-do things, that you can reschedule, you can do things. So, you know, maybe you want to have this thing it, transfer over to a different board on this day of the mm-hmm. week or something yep. like that. And so trust or that me, time during the day. Yeah, because the other yeah. thing that a, that a scheduler does is it allows you to take advantage of the different search features of Pinterest and the different ways this algorithm works with their customers so that, number one, you have to bear in mind that while Pinterest is usually used most often currently in the States, in America, um, it is very, it's, it's gaining a lot of popularity overseas as well. So you want to take advantage mm-hmm. of the different time zones as well so that you're hitting people who might be waking up in France if you have some that is appealing to them or Australia. Um, you don't want to just be focused if you are listening and you're in the States um, on your particular community because the Internet's way bigger than that. Yeah, and I think that that's really important for all of you to understand. This is a global, social media is global, and that means mm-hmm. 24-7 um, on yeah. that. And because, you know, I have a client down in Australia. It is today, you know, you know, today is Thursday, but it's Friday there. You know, if you listen to this on the first time it's arrived. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a day ahead. Some people are yep. a day behind. So, and, and some people are, you know, it may be 10 a.m. where you are, but it is 8, 8, 8 p.m. someplace else. Think about that you really have to have things going on all the time, all right? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. all right. All right, so it looks like we have about a minute before our next break. So, let's, okay. let's, let's circle back to some of these things dealing with the... Um, we were talking about keywords, which we talked about, but you have different variables, Heather, I think, that you look at when you have computers. Yeah. All right. So we that maybe you just introduce it in these few seconds before mm-hmm. we break, and then we'll come back and really kiss it. Okay. Uh, keywords are, if you don't know what a keyword is, it's basically what people are going to use to search for your product or service, and you need to have one that, you need to have several that link back to your brand. That's a good right. That's it. That's a good stop. All right. All right. 
for at Author You, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Bryles. With me today is Heather Delacio, and we are talking Pinterest. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So your pins yourself on Pinterest. We talked about keywords. Um, and, you know, Heather, you talk about, maybe you want to clarify this phrase, I hear you say, yours versus the product versus the person versus the boards versus the video. Okay. Mm. Help me out. All right. Okay. Okay. So that goes into how search works on Pinterest. Um, okay. and the first thing to remember always, and I, 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 it never hurts to reiterate it, is it's all visual mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It is not text oriented mm-hmm. or text based. It's, uh, it's, Images more than anything else, but text obviously is there as well. It's just not the primary way that you're reaching your audience. But your keywords are important because they will be things that you have in your description, which um, of the pen that you create that you upload to the system. Um, and I always recommend that when you do these descriptions, that they are more of a sentence because people are actually reading them. You don't want it to come across as a spammy bot or something. So mm-hmm. limit your key- your hashtags to three to four. 
make sure you're using sentences that sound like a human created them and are, but are, have your keywords, your most important keywords relevant to the pen and the audience you're looking to market towards um, included. So that in mind, um, how do you find these keywords and what are the ones that you use for Pinterest? So how you find them is you go onto the Pinterest platform. You log in, you go to their search bar, and you put in what you think is a keyword that relates to your topic, to your product, to your service, and then you see, number one, what images are actually returned to you. Do they make sense to your product and your service? If they don't, then you've got the wrong keyword. But if they do, but it's kind of broad. It's like way more than, like, it's you know, let's say you're writing about um, publishing, but you're getting stuff back that things that have nothing to do with, like, self-publishing, and you want to kind of focus it towards people who are geared towards that, then um, you will see, especially when you use very broad keywords, you will see returned at the bottom these little colored tiles. They're different colors depending on, I don't know, I have no idea what it's based on. I think it's just algorithm uh, choosing things at whim. Um, but those little, those little colored tiles have... Um, different terms, and it's, this is called the autofill or autocomplete, and they are tiles that give options at, that add to the keyword search. So if you put in this keyword publishing, and then you see a bunch of tiles come down, and then you click on self, it adds it, it opens another uh, page, and that page will have returns like a, it'll have pins returned that relate to self-publishing, and you will see in your search bar that the term self has been added to the publishing, to the search that you put in. And then so oftentimes there will be even more tiles that also help to narrow down. And so what these are doing, are these are giving you your broad keywords, which would be the term publishing, and then they're giving you your more specific and niche keywords that you can use to input into your board descriptions, your pen descriptions, your board titles, Um and into, if you ever do go down the ad route, into your ad campaign. Um, and so these are going to be your broad and your narrow, your niche and your um, evergreen keywords that relate to your topic. And you can use them to uh, help you market towards the correct audience. So you might want to create pins that have your more broad keywords and are only really the broad ones. So you can just make sure you're getting those people who may not even know how to use the search bar properly, may not know the terms that they really need to use to find what they're looking for, and they may not know that what they're looking for is actually what you offer. Um, and then you're going to use your more niche keywords so that your pins are returned to people when they do a search that are they already know exactly what they need, but they don't know that they need it from you. So that's a way to, to get to those people as well. Um, as for the way that the search bar works, so if you are on your computer as opposed to on your mobile device, then when you use the search bar, you have the option. There will be a little drop-down arrow and you next to the search bar. You put in your keyword or keywords that you're using. You can click on the drop-down menu, and it gives you the option of searching all pins that have anything to do, even a little bit, with those keywords. You can search only your pins. So this would be only things that you have personally saved to your Pinterest profile. And this is a good way if you're looking through your profile and you can't find that one thing and you know exactly what the keyword's for, but you just cannot find where you put it. Um, That's a great way for you 
to use the search bar to um, find your own products and your own pins. But it's also a way for you to see um, what all, like, what all in your pins are, you know, like, like, how many do you have in a certain keyword search? Do you have enough that are going to be relevant to people that actually will turn up and search? Or do you really only have two or three because you forgot to make more about that particular keyword string? Um, you can also use it by clicking down to one of the options is product pins. So you can lean, you can load your pin and it's in, in such a way that it is a product that when people click on it, it takes them to a product page on, on your website if you have that, um, on your website. If you don't have like a shop on your website, I don't think that the product pins will work properly for you. But so these are, but these are different options that people, customers and that, um, you are that uh, Pinterest uh, consumers are using to find the things that they're looking for. So they're also, they can search for a person. So you could put in a name and it, and sometimes the names are kind of weird because if you put in like Agatha Christie, you might get like a thousand pens returned that are her books. But if you're looking for her particular um, profile, then you can put in Agatha Christie person and you can use that as a search, um, search term. And it, links you back to only the profiles. It link, brings you back just profiles with names. Or you can use it for doors. So uh-huh. you can put in Agatha Christie. Pardon? Uh, that was an aha. Uh-huh. That was ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so if there are things, for example, I could use my name, Judith Bryle, person, mm-hmm. that would take them back to the profile. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it takes them back. Okay. And it, it shows, uh-huh. well, what it shows is it returns to them on their search uh-huh. page only the things uh-huh. that are Judith Bryle's person. So it's not going to uh-huh. show them every pin you've created with your name or that any book that someone has saved of yours um, on their returns. It's all, it shows them profiles because mm. some people want to find profiles. Um, mm-hmm. And also you can put in boards. So if you choose, if someone's choosing the term publishing in, in the authors and they're looking for boards, so they can go and find a lot of content about that, then that's another mm-hmm. way that they can find that. And these are all ways that you can also, when you're looking for ways to market yourself and you're looking for, like, I don't really know, like, what's my audience looking for? What are they finding? What are other people in my market and my niche doing? This is a great way to you to find your keywords, but also your way to market yourself and also make yourself distinct because you might find that everyone's doing the same thing and you now you know a way to make yourself not that same thing. And the mm-hmm. final one, and this is new, as a search um, parameter is video. And you can Mm -hmm. put your keywords and video and will return only pins that are video pins related to that topic, which is really powerful right now because video isn't something that is being utilized often, even though it's it's definitely very important and popular. Um, A lot of customers like video, but not a lot of people are producing video because it's a little bit scary. So this is a good time to get in on the video thing um, especially if you find yourself in a market that is a little bit more um, saturated by visual static images, but you could go ahead and do one of those Animoto videos for 45 seconds, put it up there, and if someone looks for a video on your topic or your product or your service, then you're going to be the only one on their search. <laughs> okay. I have to, here's a confession. I was one time, I saw a group of videos, and they were like 30-second videos, and it was hot tips. Cooking tips, oh, no. hot cooking tips, and there, I, I, you know, all of a sudden, twenty minutes went by because I kept mm-hmm. watching and watching and watching because there were some really good ideas in there. But yeah. so, it, I want to make sure I understand this right. So, if you make, a, you have a poster, you put you put a video up as your pin on there. 
in your search terms, you would put either the topic, um, cooking eggs video, you would have the video, or it would be uh, publishing tips video. Is that, is that what you mean? Like no, the keyword, you don't have and, to. No? The person does not have to put in the video term in their keyword. This is a way of refining okay. search. This is a way that um, that you, as a as an individual or as a business, can refine uh-huh. search to find find items. But it's also a way for the consumer who is just casually using Pinterest to find things that they want um, that they can refine their search without having to go through like you know you go on those apps sometimes and you're like. Got it, got it. So the, so the searcher is putting in the keyword and then video behind it. Is no, that they don't, correct? They don't put it in the search string. They put it, so they, they put in their keyword, um, publishing. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then they go to the drop down menu that's to the right of that, that, um, uh, bar and then they can mm-hmm. select all pins, your pins, which would be theirs, um, product mm-hmm. pins, videos, people, or boards. So they know that what they want to find are people who do um, publishing, and you have publishing in your keyword uh, or mm-hmm. in your in your description on your profile, mm-hmm. then it mm-hmm. will come up. But it'll also come up with with uh, just the people who have that name as their their because you can put in names as well. So it's not really so a way of individually putting it. It's a it's a it's a way of refining search by using a drop down menu. All right. So on the drop down menu, though. When you are posting, I think we're, we're like with three minutes here, that um, when we're in the posting, we are going to, you have to identify, though, it's a video, right? So it knows how to track? or Well, when you upload something, it gets uploaded yes. as, if it's a video, it's already going to be yes. identified as a video. So the Pinterest so gods will know automatically it's a video. Yes. Yeah, and that's all That is all I wanted to know. Uh, all right, so okay. we have a couple okay. of minutes here. Let's jump into hashtag. We have one minute here that okay. is, that we need to rush into hashtags real quick. Okay. Okay, we'll touch on hashtags, and we'll catch it the next time after the break. Um, hashtags are the most time-sensitive of the searches, meaning the inf- information returned is oh. the freshest and newest posted. Oh, you know what? We don't have to rush. I thought we were at the last bit, Heather, so I know. Oh, okay. Boo-boo. So we're actually okay here. So okay. we can save all the hashtags for the, the tail end. So is there anything else you want to add on on this little segment here dealing the searchability? To talk about search? Well, hashtags mm-hmm. are searchable. So it's, it's natural oh. to discuss hashtags briefly here in, in the context of search. Um, so pins are ranked by freshness meaning that the newest pins go to the top of a following ha- feed and uh-huh. a hashtag feed. Yeah. Okay. And um, right. so so that's one reason why it's important to understand hashtags, which will be the next thing we discuss after the break. Um, All right. So okay. here we are. All right. So yeah. we're coming back. We have, we'll have a fast 12 minutes when we get back for final round of tips on creating the Pinterest power for you and your book. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. 
publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So as we come up with a marathon of Pinterest um, how-tos, the whys, the how-tos, the ads, just a reminder, Pinterest is humongous with over 290 million people who are using it, um, and that so that's a pretty big audience. It's the number three search engine behind the Google and mm-hmm. the YouTube, which happens to be owned by the Google. We have <laughs> convenient that. <laughs> yeah, how convenient, and we have that. And Heather is really going through some of the the key steps of putting together. And as she told me during the break, there have been massive changes in the last year that she wasn't even tuned into until she started digging in because she was doing another uh, face-to-face program for us. So you're getting the benefit of that. Um, and I would encourage you to probably do a re-listen to both these shows, one from the previous week um, and this one. So you get it all flowed together because there, there is a, a boatload, a truckload, shipload of information. Mm-hmm. So, Heather, we're coming into, you know, as we do these these last, um, few minutes, and you were just, you just opened the window as we went to break on um, hashtags. Yeah. So if you, you can roll, start rocking and rolling on that. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. So hashtags go into, um, they're kind of a nice link between search and just the, the topic of a hashtag because hashtags are their own search capacity, or they have that ability to be searched just by, um, uh, by clicking on them. So they are clickable 
term that when you put the hashtag symbol, for those of you who don't know, it looks like a little number sign, and then you immediately, with no space, put whatever term you're using, um, someone can go through and they can click on that if they want to find more information on that topic, um, if they found a pin that is about that, and then they're like, oh, look, there's, you know, hashtag publishing. Let me pl- you know click on that and see what else comes up. They can also choose to put that into the search bar that's at the top of the Pinterest uh, platform on both the mobile and the um, the computer version. And um, so they can they can do hashtag, and then they can put in the search term that they're looking for. So self-publishing is always popular. And that brings up the most time-sensitive, um, most recent information posted on that particular topic. And this is another reason, circling back to schedulers, why it is important to have a scheduler and to use one, and why it's also important to have several pins going out a day on whatever topic with with hashtags um, attached to them, because they, if someone does a hashtag search on the topic that you are writing about or the service that you offer, then the most recent ones will come up, and um, and you want to be in that top layer that they're going to be searching for, searching through of the pen. Um. Let me think. Let me look at my notes here. So you can put them at the end of the description of a pen so that when someone looks at your pen and if they click on it and expand it, because you have to click twice to get out of um, out of Pinterest and go to a website. But what that does is it opens up another window so it doesn't close out their Pinterest page or, you know, where they're looking and searching. It just opens up another window. So. Um, if they click on something to expand it and look at the description and look at the pin close-up, um, then in your description, you'll have your keyword sentences, and then you will have um, you can put in your hashtags at the end of that. Um, you want to have your call to action at the end of your description so people read your entire description, read the call to action, and then choose to click on hashtag. Because really, you want them mostly to click through to your website. You don't really want them to, like, be going to someone else's self-publishing information. Um, and if you are choosing to use a branded hashtag, which is not a bad idea, if, especially if you have a topic that is either really broad and, and is kind of hard to, to make yourself known, or even if you have a very niche one that people, you can have a really catchy branded hashtag that people will remember and remember to put that in their search string just to find more content that you've loaded. Um, so if you do choose to use a branded hashtag, Make sure it is the first hashtag in the lineup that you put into the end of your description so that they're more likely to click that as opposed to something that's going to take them away from you. Um, so you want three to four in your board description. You want three to four in your pin description. Your hashtags are mostly going to be um, your uh, your keywords that link, you know, that connect it to your topic and to the audience that you are looking to market your product towards. Remember not to put too many, though, because you can have more than that, technically. There's not, like, um, I think the current maximum number is, like, 20, but that's a lot, and it's considered spammy, and it just, people just glaze over. They don't even look at the the things that are important. Um, And you don't really want to have a bunch because you don't want to turn up on search strings that don't even make sense for your topic. So make sure that you keep... That happens. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, it does. People, because people often put in, they hear something that seems relevant, and they hear someone else using it, and it seems popular, and so they put it as a hashtag, mm-hmm. and they don't mm-hmm. realize it has nothing to do with their topic because they didn't do their research first. 
So how many do you recommend, really, realistically, that will not piss people off? So I recommend three to four at the end of a board description because hashtags, okay. remember, are also, are also searchable. It's not just something that people are going to click. But and the same amount for the end of a pen description because, again, they're searchable, but you want to have a mix of niche. Is, you know, So um, independent self-publishing would be one because that's, that's a rather niche thing, right? And then more broad, okay. which you could just do hashtag publishing. And then you want uh-huh. ones that pot- potentially are time-sensitive. So um, if you're coming up on Christmas and, and you, you, would, you would use hashtags that are relevant to the season that you're talking about, whether it's a holiday mm-hmm. or just seasonal mm-hmm. anything, uh, graduation even, or wedding season, right? And then also mm-hmm. evergreen, the, the types of things that people are going to be always looking for and are not seasonal-related. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. So, but but are you saying to put hashtags on your posters as well? Your posts, no, your board? No. 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 Okay. You, you know, good. I, them, I thought, no. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't yeah. put them on okay. your pin image. The advertisement, which is Thank what a you. pin is again. Don't put it on that. It makes no sense unless you're using it as like a joke or it's like you mm-hmm. know you know how sometimes we'll say that um, in conversation like. Hashtag relatable, then yeah, you could do that if if, if that if it makes sense and it's it's kind of like part of your joke. But don't put it on there expecting a the algorithm to pick on, up on it as a search term, or b for people to be able to click it and have it be linkable because it's just going to be a static image. It has it's not going to be um, active in any way. Okay, it would be the same as putting on um, on an image, you know actual just words. It, it doesn't have, it's just a word at that point. It doesn't have any any relevance when it comes to usability. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite tools to help you is the hashtagify.me. And you're mm-hmm. using that also, right? Yes, yes. That one's, that one's really usable. Remember that your keywords are often your hashtags, so you can use the search bar and see what their autocomplete suggests. Um, you can even use that on Google, too, because remember, Google likes to use Pinterest to find content to return to people. So even, again, if they do not have a Pinterest profile, if they search something, Google may return it from Pinterest, often as images, and people do like to to use their images to find things. And then if they click on it and it takes them to Pinterest and they have a profile, it takes them immediately to your your product. If they click on it and they don't have a profile, they will be invited to join Pinterest again for free. And a lot of them, that's that's the way that they find Pinterest in the first place, especially men who may not feel comfortable using it until they realize that the products and the content that they actually do want to find um, are being returned to them through Google. Mm-hmm. Heather, I'd love to have you. Um, we've all talked about your own board. What about when people are searching, and we, and we have, you know, just a couple of minutes here, but when people are searching uh, and you're going and you see somebody on someone else's board and you think, boy, I like that. How do we share that? You know, what about going and grabbing other people's stuff and bringing it to the board? So, yeah, you can just save it immediately. You just um, hover over it. If you are on on your computer, then you hover over and it will give you the option to save it. Um, And if Mm -hmm. you're on your mobile device, then uh, I think you hold, like you press and hold the image, and then it comes up with, like, three little tiles that give you options to um, to save it to a board, and then it gives you an option once you do that to which board you want to save it to. But it also gives you the option on your mobile device um, and on your computer 
to send it to a friend that you are already connected with, either through other social media. It'll you can allow Pinterest to access your contacts so that it will um, connect you with any friends you might have um, on your other social media devices and whatnot. And on on the computer, it allows you to anyone you friended on Pinterest that you um, have followed and whatnot to send it to them as well. And that's one mm-hmm. way that you can send content to other people or save it to your own um, profile. Are there uh, one other thing? Are there um, how do you create your own group on? Is can you do that on Pinterest? That you, you can start build your tribe. Um, and yeah. Yeah, so a tribe is actually connected with Tailwind, um, and that's one of ah. the Pinterest schedulers. Um, okay. and it's a very useful scheduler, but, um, the, uh, the groups are created through Pinterest. However, I will use the caveat that they're kind of being phased out or changed, and I'm not sure what they're ah. going to change into or if they're going to be. Okay. Um, so a group can be useful. I'm not saying not to be involved in a group or to even create your own, but, Bear in mind that in the early days of Pinterest, it was a way for them to promote their work and promote um, the platform. And mm-hmm. now that they're going a different way, I don't know what's going to happen with, with groups, but that's something that you can go on. I haven't personally created groups. I've joined them and found them some useful, some less than useful. And um, sometimes they just end up being really spammy. Like people are just putting all their content and they don't share yours, especially now that there's like a change in the way that people are using Pinterest especially businesses, um, they're using it more to promote their own work and less others, um, which is a benefit in some ways for people because it does allow you to put more of your own content with less, um, with wor- not worrying about being penalized. Um, but if you're interested in, in joining a group or creating one, then, again, Business Help Center is the way to go because I don't personally know how to do that. All right. So as <laughs> we wrap up here, because we're in this wrap up here, um, is that, the Pinterest Business uh, Help Center is where you want to go for the latest and greatest. On, on and it's where you things. start with for anything if you are confused. Yeah. Great. That's a start and finish. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Heather. What a great informative session. Thank you for having me. All right. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. We'll be back with you next week with an all-new topic. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week.